Interested in upgrading or downgrading your home? First time buyer? TPS, DACA, or ITIN? Not a problem. Call or text Yamilef Estrada with the MG team at Rowe Real Estate for all your real estate needs at 479-616-8854. And we're back with the District 3 podcast. I always say we're back. Should I, is that a terrible way to start a show? Well, technically, say? we do come back. So I mean, we come we back are, to the studio. It's not wrong, right? Yeah, like, but we come back like, on the air, and we're back online. So, I should, I should you're not just, wrong. I should just say hello. I just noticed you're rocking that Bill Project uh, shirt you just that I gave you. Oh, that's hey, nice, look, man. Who gave was, you that, by the way? Yeah, you know, it was you, Papi. Okay, okay. You already know. It's a nice uh, shirt, man. No, you're trying to flex. You're over here not only bailing <laughs> people out of jail, now you're putting clothes on their backs. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's like, and they're just promoting the organization online. So Yeah, what aren't you doing? Um, they are selling merch, so if anybody wants to support the Bill Project. BillProject.org. Yeah, obviously. Check it out. Uh, and by the way, that's Manny who's talking, right? It, this is Manny. We forgot to introduce <laughs> ourselves. And this is Irvin. And welcome to episode 64 of the District 3 podcast, I believe. Yeah. Um, today we have a special guest um, who I've kind of encountered uh, throughout the years uh, in different political events. And uh, recently you were suggested by our friend Heido, who is a close friend of mine who I think you spoke with last week. Yes. Um, and uh, this is Janae Huffman Gilraith, who's running for uh, state representative of District 94. And what area does that cover, Janae? Thank you. So District 94 is primarily downtown Rogers and a small part of Bentonville. So it's the smallest um, geographic state representative seat in Benton County or any uh, sort of elected official position in Benton County. So it's very walkable. So we're doing it. Good. Awesome. Is is it, I mean, how did it end up so small? Because if it's downtown, if it's downtown Rogers, do a ton of people live downtown? I mean, mm-hmm. that's like the business areas. Yeah, so we have quite a few apartment complexes within the district, but it is a very tightly um, or densely populated yeah. district. So that gets us, and then it will be smaller even yet uh, when the redistricting comes after the census ends. Right. Because we've had so many move into the district. So. Okay. And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Janae. Um, How long have you been living in Arkansas? Were you born here? No. So my dad is a minister. So it's like being in the military. You move all over the place (laughs) being a minister's kid. Is your dad here? He is. I think I met him like two years ago. I believe. Really tall gentleman? Yeah. He was like, my daughter is Janae. And he was like putting in a good word for you and everything. Well, good. (laughs) (laughs) You would expect that, right? I mean, when when you're campaigning, it's a family affair. So that's good. It is a family affair. It really is. Um, So, yeah. So we moved here when I was 10 from western Nebraska. My mom, we moved to Fayetteville. Um, my mom was this public school teacher in Springdale. They were the first one to offer her a job. Mm. And so my sister and I, um, I started fifth grade in Springdale, and we went all the way through. Always living in Fayetteville, though. Okay. So um, I've got the regional thing going yeah. for me. Um, moved to Washington, D.C. After, after I graduated from college mm-hmm. and worked on the Hill for a U.S. senator. Came back here to do my master's in public administration. Finished the last six hours at Oxford University and flew home August 11th, 2001. So exactly one month before September, wow. before the world changed, yeah. truly. Yeah. Um, and, and really had planned on moving back to DC. I wanted to work for a think tank or um, some firm that could do good. 
Um, but being single and having a car that probably couldn't get me to Fort Smith, I yeah. knew it couldn't get me back home <laughs> from DC should mm. another terrorist attack occur. So I've stayed here, um, ended up marrying when I was 30 to a man who had three daughters. Mm. And I was able to adopt them a couple of years after we married and we've made this home. This yeah. is home for us. So uh, we live in Rogers um, and I've lived in Rogers for 15 years now. Do you remember what schools in Springdale you went to? Absolutely. Which so, ones? Lee Elementary. Okay. Yeah. And then Southwest Junior High. Okay. And then Springdale High School, okay. which was the only high school at that Back point. then? Right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't go to Southwest or uh, Lee. Uh, I went to, uh, well, I started Joe Kelly, and then I went to George, which okay. I, th- I don't think George, George was, probably, was pretty new. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Springdale High School, too. What yeah. about you, Manny? Yeah, I'm also Joe Kelly, George, Springdale. Okay. Yeah. Because we lived right around the same areas, Irving. Like, we I did, like, but I didn't go to elementary here. What's, what elementary school you go to? Uh, so I moved around quite a bit because that was right whenever we were moving from California. So I went to T.G. Smith, oh, yeah. um, which is on the other side of town, um, and then uh, Harp Elementary. Okay. Because mm-hmm. um, we moved like right around the J.O. Kelly Harp yeah. Elementary area. I got to go to Lowell Elementary, which is pretty cool. Lowell. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a Lowell Elementary. Yeah. yeah. Did, we, did we talk about this last week? Yeah, because Kelly Kraut was, was running yeah, in Lowell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were talking about this. And I just, <laughs> anytime that I can bring up that I went to elementary school in Lowell, I bring it up. So Well, hopefully you can join our campaign in trying to reach, it change the name of uh, Lee Elementary. Yeah. Because yes. uh, at least, at least. Uh, That's in the works already, think, by the way. Right. Well, and I think permanently, Lee, just take down, because I think whenever you Google it or look it up on, on the Internet, it still says Robert E. Lee Elementary, yeah. which is mm-hmm. terrible. I don't understand how you could still have that. Did you see the news article that came out last week? Yeah, Janae, maybe we can get your, your feelings on this. Yeah, tell me. Go ahead, talk about it. Well, um, at the, I didn't read all of it, but I was in, I was in a meeting with the superintendent last week uh, at Spring High School. Um, for the school district, not for just Brino High School, my bad, Dr. Jared Cleveland, and he referenced an article that was on the Democrat Gazette, I believe, that suggested that one of the one of the things that they could do was actually use the building that Lee Elementary is currently occupying it, occupying, and use it for something else, like a wellness center or something like that, um, and distributing the kids that go to Lee Elementary to other schools. Hmm. So and, completely get rid of the school, huh? Yeah, so it won't be like changing the name which is what a lot of people wanted mm-hmm. for it to happen for it to happen mm-hmm. um but i think i it, that might be like an easier solution to kind of uh not get too political and yeah. cause a lot of problems but i do know that there were some folks that were telling me that they didn't like the idea of of a school being closed down and the kids being distributed to a and i'm using the word distributed but uh, to yeah. a different school, relocated, redistricted. Yeah. 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 So I don't know how I, how I feel. <laughs> I mean, I'm 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 glad that that you know that that name can be gone from right. our area because it does affect a lot of more people and uh, strong more stronger than it does for other folks. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what y'all think about that. I always struggle with removing a neighborhood school. Yeah. So when I lived in Western Nebraska, it was a town of about twenty four thousand people. Um, which was bigger than Rogers at that time when we moved here. Um, and we had no buses except for kids who were special needs and needed that transportation or to move kids from elementary schools to the high school or junior high. So, but every school was walkable. Every elementary school was walkable. Yeah. 
um, which made the schools, the population of the school smaller, mm-hmm. a bit more intimate, mm-hmm. um, and there was a sense of pride because that was your neighborhood school. Mm-hmm. That was your playground. You know, you, it was open for kids to play on. I love the concept of the smaller neighborhood schools, mm-hmm. and I really hate seeing... Now, Lee is one of the older schools, yeah. mm-hmm. buildings in the entire district. It needs a lot of help. It did when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hate seeing it leave. Yeah. Yeah. So just for the kids who live around there. Right. And, and I, I, I agree all because of the community aspect that you talk about because Lee is one of the most diverse schools it in is. the entire school district. Mm-hmm. Um, and moving kids around to different schools and having them maybe have a longer walk not feeling as as connected and having that sense of pride that you talk mm-hmm. about because lee the the principals and the school the school teachers at that school are amazing yeah um I, I, they've done a great job of of really having a sense of pride in the school just the lee name not the full robert e lee yeah yeah um so I, I agree with you. I'd hate to see a school leave. And schools are so dense as they are yeah. in Springdale. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. they find the best solution. I'll I mean, tell you, when we moved here from Nebraska, which didn't even know the Civil War existed, basically because, yeah. you know, it wasn't even a part of the Union yeah. when the Civil War occurred. We were shocked, my sister and I, you know, fourth and fifth grade, that there would be a school named after a general of a losing war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Definitely. It just did not compute to us. Mm-hmm. And then all this Southern pride that occurred too. Again, it was hard for someone who didn't grow up in the South to understand how you could rally around a losing team. Yeah, and even <laughs> you know? even the people here, the people that do still sport the rebel flags, mm-hmm. and you know they talk about it being heritage and stuff. They never really sit down with someone who's actually like. Uh, affected you know yeah. like because either their ancestors were slaves or they or they they have or they know people who their ancestors were slaves or they just know history and yeah. know that like their people were slaves you know if they actually sat down and talked to people that were educated because i've seen folks that will say oh i have a black friend he's okay with it you know yeah. <laughs> and i'm like okay but does your black is your black friend really aware uh like are they educated in regards to history and know how oppressed uh, communities like were affected by this mm-hmm. back in the day and maybe you think to yourself you know if I'm waving this flag and it's hurting someone because of past trauma because trauma travels generations it does like I literally believe that like folks um, who are ancestors of slavery are still dealing with the trauma of their ancestors you know I, I really believe that and uh, to not sit down with folks who are educated and, and listen to them and learn from them is very tragic you know, and, and, and I always try to do everything I can to make sure that we make any person feel welcome yeah. and feel like they're not being oppressed or, or made, made feel uh, bad. And I feel like this is just a situation where people just need to sit down and talk. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and even so taking this into Benton County, right, you have the Confederate statue that was taken down from Bentonville uh, downtown square. And now it's getting moved, and it's kind of like its own little park, which a is a new crazy. park. Yeah, it's kind of its own, like, like a, a Confederacy uh, memorial park. Um, and and what do you guys do? You guys think that's more of a local municipal issue, or should that go to something like the state legislature, where it's like we say, hey, we're not. This is we're trying to distance ourselves from this. So, um, from my understanding, that's private, privately owned yeah. land. Okay. And if it gets to that point, then you know I'm. I don't really want to tell people what they can put on private land, you know, um, 
if they wanted to erect a museum, put it in, in a museum. But I struggle with the lack of sensitivity toward the entire yeah. community of what it stands for for different people. I mean, we, Bentonville was losing business from around the nation and internationally because they didn't want to come because of what was in the center of the square. Right. So, and, and then, you know, like states who've lost stuff because of bathroom bills and some of the mm -hmm. other more regressive legislation, that was about to really hit mm -hmm. us again. And, and that being moved and put on private land, I let them handle it how they want yeah. to. I think it's owned by the Sisters of the Confederacy, it is. I believe. Right. Yeah. And I heard, I'm not sure, it's located, it's going to be located behind like Walmart headquarters or something. I, I have no idea where it, somewhere close to Walmart. Yeah. I think it was the okay. home office or something like that, that it was going to be around that area. Um, I would just appreciate it for it to be just somewhere far away where I don't have to stumble upon it. You know, um, yeah. I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's gone. I'm glad the actual statue is gone from the square though, because that place is beautiful and it has like a lot of good businesses, a lot of good stuff happened there mm -hmm. and always having to go and see that, you know, like maybe my community wasn't oppressed in that, in that aspect by, by these slave owners. Right. But I mean, my friends, ancestors were you know and and, and yeah. community just in general right. and it just seems wrong that it's been there for so long and it took how many years for that to be removed yeah I've forever i mean as long as I, I i don't know how long it's been but it's it's been too long people have been against it for a long time and that's part of the reason why you had such a strong black lives matter protest there and i don't know that downtown rogers had one as well and you were there for that I right was, yes. i wasn't i wasn't at that one but that one was very strong and community-based as well right Janet? it was yeah. Um, what can you tell us about that one? So it was, it was much smaller in size. Yeah. Um, so I worked for the city of Rogers, mm. uh, and I saw that there was going to be one downtown Rogers. So I tried to reach out to figure out who was organizing it or putting it on. It's very hard to figure that out. Yeah. It was uh, some high school kids. Yeah. Um, but I was able to connect with um, Angelica. Why am I drawing a blank? Mm -hmm. Is her name Angelica? It's her last name, isn't it? Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. Yes, Jessica. Um, and said, hey, this is going on. Can we, because I didn't want it to occur in Rogers, my town, yeah. but it occurred in Bentonville. Mm -hmm. And I was at Bentonville yeah. with my 16-year-old daughter. Yeah. Um, and so we were able to connect her with the chief of police and her with the mayor to discuss beforehand. The chief of police had police officers out around the perimeter in just their normal clothes you know <laughs> there were no riot gear um yeah. they interacted with the protesters to a limited extent you know they weren't out in in the middle of them but they would discuss um so it went much much more peacefully uh, this is the one where it was done at like the office where the mayor was at right at city hall yeah because i remember the mayor was supposed to meet with the organizers and then ended up canceling like the morning of which sucked that does suck. Yeah, because the high school kids. Yeah, I think okay. they were they were supposed to meet up with the mayor because I spoke with Nicole Mazzoni, okay, um, who was helping out, who was like facilitating these okay. high school kids and just providing like resources and stuff, and uh, they were supposed to meet up with the mayor like before the event, uh, but they ended up canceling on them, which which is bad because I mean, if these kids are reaching out to you and they want to build a relationship with you and like are wanting to build that trust with you, mm -hmm. and then you just not follow up. It, it's just bad. Yeah, and know? I think it's important just because of, you know, the one, there's a national conversation about these things. But two, I think here locally, 
we are going through so much change that it's it's we're we're still struggling on trying to find an identity mm-hmm. uh, on wh- who our community is you know we see it you know Benville has its weird little thing Fayetteville has been the funky town but then like Springdown Rogers people are, it's still like very much up in the air yeah um, and you know when you have especially the younger generation that's gonna be in Rogers probably for the rest of their yeah, lives definitely. they're they're gonna be the workforce they're gonna be the leaders around there um, that kind of set that identity is pretty disappointing to see definitely definitely we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back uh, we're gonna play some music I think Manny's gonna play some Queen B, right, Manny? That's right, Beyonce. We'll be right back after this quick break. Okay, mics are off. We just throw a bunch of topics at you, Janae. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we throw that, that, that like those kind of topics at anybody. It just kind of came up in the conversation. I wish stuff. I would have known Nicole, Nicole was a part of that. Yeah, she she helped facilitate the kids okay. a little bit. She wasn't uh, even there when it started. She came oh, really? like two hours into it. Oh, okay. So, and I, the mayor has had some health issues, mm. so he's been distancing. I, my guess is once he met with Jessica, because he probably assumed that was who the organizer mm. was. I don't know. It was, uh, I think for the most part, it was, it was uh, Latinx kids yeah. that organized, that, that were like in the front, okay. front lines of organizing that. And Nicole, and they came, they come to Nicole, um, and she helped like just facilitate them and and she was there kind of helping at the event as well. Um, and you said, I think it's the same event, right? Because mm-hmm. you're saying, like, did she did? Did she march as well? Nicole? Yeah. She got there probably two hours into it okay. to march. So okay. it started maybe at 6 and she about 8, about the time I left. Okay. So is it the same one then? Because I think the one that I went to was early. In, was earlier in Rogers. Yeah, yeah, there were a couple of them. So, so I, went I probably to went to a 11. different one then. Okay. Because the one that I went to was at the mayor's office, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it started like at twelve. Yes. So there was one that followed after. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. That's probably why. Well, we'll talk. We'll sense. we'll uh we'll bring it back up. That way that people know that we were talking about different events. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What song is this, anyways? This brown skin girl. All right. Is this new? It's kind of old. She just put out a whole other album, but it's not even on like Spotify or anything. It's, well, it's only on, on Title. On Title. Yeah. Because yeah. Jay Z owns it. Yeah, Jay Z owns Title, which sucks, man. I mean, like, I wish it was everywhere. But I was reading so that there was a list that had come out on the internet about um, who has the most, who pays the most, pays their artists the most, and Title was number one. Like, Title pays the artists more than any of the other streaming services and um like youtube was in the middle and spotify was at the very bottom. spotify doesn't like pay cents that's like cra- it's, yeah it's it's less it's like point zero 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 one seven yeah. for every stream which is nuts to me that is i mean like i just don't see how you could do that to the artists that's why they have to live off uh concerts and stuff and merch you know the artists yeah, they can't. They don't really sell CDs. I mean, they sell CDs, but they don't really sell CDs. You know, like they don't even. But that's why I hate. Like, I hate to see that. That mosquito bite evolved. Look, no, it's pretty. <gasps> oh <my goodness. laughs> oh, I thought you had about burned. Nah. I have some peppermint oil. Do you want to put it on it? Oh, you have some with you? Yeah. Does that work? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I usually use vapor rub for everything, and that helps. Vicks, <laughs> Vicks vapor rub. Vicks vapor rub helps. My husband calls me the witch doctor. <laughs> <laughs> there was a. Uh, 
there was a mosquito in our car when we were coming from Fort Smith right now, and Myra said she had killed it, but I guess not. Uh, after yeah, it got you. <laughs> got you first, yeah. They die after, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think you? that's bees. I don't know what 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 do they do? They, do they... use that to like feed their babies, I think. Oh, uh, I always assumed that they died afterwards or something. Thank you, appreciate it. What is that yeah. called? It's a peppermint oil mixture. It smells good. It smells like a what is it called? Um, what is it called whenever they have those? Don't l- say Bengay. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, the. It kind of smells. Those like smells that. that like that you use. Oh, in aromatherapy a- stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah it yeah, smells yeah. like that. Yeah. So it has peppermint. And it does have eucalyptus tea tree, so it's. That's what I was trying to say. Eucalyptus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's legit. So when did you guys move here? Are you about the same age? I'm older than him. Yeah, by he's like older. Than two him. years, two or three years. Yeah. I think. Okay. I graduated 2010 from Springdale High School. I graduated 2012. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. yeah, I've been I've been in Springdale since I was like six. Okay. So two decades now. I did. I've since oh four or five, I think. Okay. Yeah, because we moved to Lowell in 2002, okay. and then moved eventually to Springdale when we bought a house okay. in 2004, I think. Yeah, so we've been here for a while. We're Springdale OGs. No. It uh, has changed a lot. Yeah. It's grown tremendously. For the better. Oh, yeah. Just the fact that we have three people of color running for Springdale City Council yes. right now, it's like, my God. So, so my beautiful. mom was one of Kevin Flores' mm-hmm. first teachers. Oh, really? At oh, Lee. wow. Yeah. And she's had bazillions of kids, but yeah. she always remembered Kevin. Um, he was learning English, and she had had his sisters as well, and she just fell in love with that family. Aww. And so... Kevin reached out to me when I was running last time. I got him hooked back up with my mom. Mm-hmm. She just adores him. So she has a big sign in her yard for Kevin. That's oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, yeah, because I remember at your launch party at your house, Kevin was there, and we talked mm-hmm. about that for a bit. That's awesome. How did the event go on Saturday, Kevin? I don't know. I wasn't there. I was oh, you didn't go? No. All right. I passed by uh, when I was, I was going back and forth from my house to... Um, Derek's event, and mm-hmm. I saw some. I saw like a tan stuff outside. So. Hey, Derek's looking like it went great, huh? There was like almost a hundred people. Yeah. Really? There. Yeah. And there oh, were, that is awesome. There was like half of them. Like what I loved was that there was a lot of black people there. Yeah. So black folks in Spring who normally don't come out that's were there. Like that's super rare. Marshallese folks were there. Yeah. So like, uh, it was very multicultural. Mm-hmm. And he talked about it in his speech. He was like, "Look at this. This this is Spring Doll. You know, not like the other event that happened the other week where yeah. it wasn't." You know, it was just a bunch of conservative politicians that were there. Uh, this yeah. one was just, you know, going back. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mics are live. We're back. We're back. This time yes. we're actually back. This time, for real, for real, for <laughs> real. For real. Back. And I just want to give a shout out to Janae because I have a mosquito bite in my arm, and she gave me some. What, what was it? What was it called, Janae? <laughs> Peppermint <laughs> oil with tea tree oil and eucalyptus. I was telling her that I usually use vapor up for everything. Yes. Yeah, you have a mosquito bite, vapor up. You have a broken heart, vapor up. <laughs> broken leg, vapor up. You get, yeah, it's a cure all in, in our culture. But, you know, hey, Janae was ready. She's prepared. Yeah, she is. She is. She's prepared also to, to when she wins, to go in there and uh, bring up good legislation and fight for the people. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I did want to mention, we, 
we got well i got confused back when we we're talking about the black lives matter events i think myself and janae were talking about two different events yeah, and rogers cor- because there was multiple ones real quick yeah yeah i want to correct myself the same way that joe rogan had to correct himself last weekend for saying something that was wrong on the air and he was criticized um we want to make sure that we that we bring up the facts here as well and uh and yeah it was two different black lives matter events so i wanted to clear that up yeah um, before people get confused but um, a lot of a lot of things have been happening during the pandemic janae and how is campaigning for you i know that every candidate kind of has like their own mm-hmm. uh version of like what they're doing to engage voters you know a lot of people are doing online stuff mm-hmm. some people are going to knock on doors but not talking to people just leaving the pamphlets um, what have you been up to campaign wise yeah well my 16 year old will tell you i'm not cool enough to do tiktok so <laughs> yeah. that I am not yeah. doing. Well, that's fair. Hey, I don't do them either. Irvin, Kelly Cross, Kelly Cross gonna hit you up in like a week. She's gonna be like, "Hey, you gotta yeah. do it." I saw I saw Nicole Clowney just yeah. jumped on it really today as well. She, yeah, she did awesome. a, a dance, a TikTok with with Kelly Clout. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have done we've done Zoom meet and greets. Uh, we have done uh, phone calls and texting. Um, we've done over 7,600 contacts through wow. phone calls and texting of wow. people within our district. We have 2,500 handwritten postcards that are going out to newly registered voters and people who haven't traditionally voted but are registered to vote. Um, today we started doing lit drops. So I came here hot and sweaty right after doing a lit drop. So basically it's door to door. So it's targeted individuals. Today we went to individuals who are registered to vote we don't have a phone number for them and have not shown up for the last couple of elections. So we wanted to be very strategic in saying, this matters. Mm. So I'm very type A personality and I like to be prepared. So before the pandemic occurred, I ordered 5,000 push cards, 2,500 in Spanish and 2,500 in English. Mm. And those can't be mailed. They're not easily mailed. Um, there's no place to put anything on them. So I've got yeah. all these push cards mm. that we thought we were going to use for door to door. Now we're just dropping them at doors. Since mm. we don't know people's native tongue, we're leaving a Spanish and an English with a, a post-it note on the front in Spanish and English saying, because of the pandemic, we're not talking to you. We wish we could. Yeah. Here's our phone number. Mm. Please get out and vote. Yeah, that's great. So that's what we're doing. And now we're hitting up. We're going to really start the phone calling. Mm. So. If you guys want to call people, let me know. Hey, <laughs> there you go. One of the one of the cool things that I that I saw that you've been doing, Janae, is reaching out to like Latinx community mm-hmm. members. Um, I saw that you met with Jairo uh, mm-hmm. from Acambaro. Yes. Um, and I think you also had I forgot his name the the young Latinx man that's helping you. James. Uh, James. Or Kevin. I think it was James. Is it okay. James Sandoval? James Sandoval. Uh, yes. Okay. And I think if I remember correctly, you were also on uh, on Betty's uh, online show. Yes, right? I was. I love Betty. She's really cool. Her, um, her name is Betty Salas. I'm not sure if you know her or not, Manny, but um, she's been involved in the undocumented uh, movement helping out for several years now. Um, I know she had her own case um, back in the day that was very known publicly. And uh, she is so cool. In my wedding that we had back in 2016, she actually volunteered to like help serve and stuff. And I was like, really? Betty, no, I just want you to be a guest, you know, but she was like, no, <laughs> like I want to help. And she was helping out with like the tacos and the the drinks and everything so i love betty and i i'm really glad that you that you went to that show how was that experience it was phenomenal so james sandoval a friend of mine um that i met a couple of years ago uh lives just a street outside of my district Mm. but he wanted to help um 
partly because of the way I was raised and being a preacher's daughter. Now, we're from a more liberal church, more yeah. liberal background. Well, not necessarily background. My dad is. But we really want to embrace everybody. We really believe in humanity. <laughs> and um, so James understood that. You know, we're, he comes to my house. We feed him. We you load him up in the car. And then we go meet people. Mm -hmm. And so he took me to Acamparo, where I'm at, Jairo. Mm -hmm. And while we were talking to him, um, Betty works there. Yeah, so yeah, she, I, oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. She doesn't work there. <laughs> there at, the, at the Rogers location, yes. she works It all comes together. Yeah. So she bit. stopped at the table, and I didn't know if she spoke English at all, because mm. she only spoke to James in Spanish, and asked if she could interview me, and that was last Saturday night. And James asked, and I said, when? She said, on a Sunday. And I'm like, tomorrow would be great if you can. So we did it. Mm. We showed up at her house didn't have a clue what she was going to ask, didn't know yeah. anything about her show, and it was just so heartwarming. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was just so gracious and interested mm -hmm. in not only what we were doing, but what we wanted to do and how we were doing it, and put a sign up in her yard immediately. Mm -hmm. It was just oh, that's awesome. so neat. I love yeah. how she films at, at her house, because um, I've gone twice to do her show, mm -hmm. and like, I pull up and there's like the lights are off kind of like in the neighborhood mm. so you're like well, dang, what which house is it you know because you can't see the numbers yeah. and it was at night whenever we would do the interview and stuff but once we're in there you know she she had food cooking you know she was like hey if you have any and like take these beans give some to, give some to to myra my wife uh and stuff and she's just she's such a powerful woman she like is. she like i i um i admire how strong she is you know she's been through a lot of adversity and and, and she's got like uh three children that she's raising on her own and and she's just a very powerful person she tries her best and 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 she's been pretty good with english too like she's yeah she's learning a lot and uh yeah i just admire her a lot yeah shout out to betty shout out to betty yeah. um so i mean great people that you're connecting with i mean what are those other than you moving here and just being having like that culture shock um what are some of the things that you like really really did move you to want to run um in this race um because yeah. you ran you ran in 2016 or 2018, 2018. and mm -hmm. now you're running again um so i mean obviously very motivated to to do it and and continue to try to flip the seat um can you talk about that a little bit yeah so um 20, I was motivated in 2016 by a lot of what had occurred nationally, and even the, the rancor that had amped up within our state was, was bothering me. Um, the representative that was in our district um, had, I, I don't know if you remember during the past few years, the death penalty issues that have occurred with lethal injection, the drugs mm -hmm. not. So um, the lady who held, holds the seat currently, her daughter had been murdered. Um, Rebecca Petty. Rebecca Petty, yeah. um, about 20 years ago. And the murderer is on death row. Mm -hmm. And she so badly wants him executed that yeah. she put a bill up for firing squad. Mm. And it was at that point that I'm like, somebody's got to run against her. Yeah. This is just, I don't understand this. Um, so um, nobody ran. I mean, there was nobody filing in 2018. And a gentleman approached me and he said, hey, would you run? And I'm like, hadn't thought of that. I was hoping somebody else would and I'd support him. And he said, nobody else is stepping up and filing is about to end. And my kids were, I've got twins that are 21 now. Mm -hmm. So they were away in college. My youngest um, is, was pretty easy to manage. My husband had started a business. It was starting to gain traction. So I was at a point in my life where I could focus on something other than just family. 
Um, so I was like, why not? And, and I'm going to put everything I've got into it. And boy, I did. Uh, we ran a skeleton campaign, um, knocked on tons of doors, talked to tons of people, and really felt like we moved the needle. But turnout was abysmally low. Yeah. And turnout in that district typically is. It's mm -hmm. a low show. It's extremely similar to Megan Cardwell's or Megan Godfrey's yeah, right. district. Yeah. Very demographically, sci I mean, very similar. So I am lost by 799 votes and wow. thought, you know what, we can do this. And I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to run again. Mm -hmm. If I'm opposed in a primary, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but we've got we've to start early. Yeah. So that's what, what really instigated it. And I think I want my daughters to understand that democracy can work mm -hmm. and that the best way for us to lead is through love and decency mm -hmm. and respect for people. Mm -hmm. And we're not seeing that. Definitely. We're not seeing that in politics. We're not seeing that in, it's no longer civil discourse. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing civil about uncivil, it. Uncivil, right. Um, so I want to help bring that back. Um, I'm a former Republican, mm -hmm. um, which I admit, but you know, it, I still feel like I'm paying penance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I thought I was a centrist. Yeah. Um, the party has changed dramatically, and I so, but I can work across the aisle, and that's mm -hmm. something else that's going to take is somebody who can get in there and say, okay, that is a good idea, but we also need to add this as well, mm -hmm. and not just be take it or leave it. We've got to figure out some sort of middle ground. Yeah. And what are uh, some of the issues that matter the most to your people in your district? So the people in my district are really hurting because of COVID, mm. really hurting. We have a lot of small businesses that, you know, may have five employees, maybe five employees. And if one of them catches it, they got to shut down Yeah. and you can't pay rent and you, you know, for the building, let alone the owner take any sort of pay off of it. Mm -hmm. um, so we've got to figure out some way to have a, more help for those small businesses. Um, we're also hearing about access to medical care. Not only just access to it, but it needs to be affordable as well. Mm -hmm. um, so those, and then the educational system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, having good education, having broadband access, because kids can't learn from home yeah. or do homework without it. Mm -hmm. Parents can't telecommute, you can't do telehealth right. without a good internet connection. Um, yeah. So those are the things I'm really focusing on. Um, the first thing that I want to do, I'm writing up legislation right now, should I be elected? And if I'm not, I'm going to hand it off to somebody else. But SNAP in Arkansas has to be redone. Mm. Um, there is an access or an asset limit um, on SNAP on for individuals to be able to get SNAP. And so if you have more than $2,500 in a bank account or mm. assets, you can't get SNAP. Wow. So how on earth are people supposed to be able to be prepared for an emergency that comes along? Yeah. You know, like COVID. Yeah. Or even try to, like, if they're saving money to try to purchase a home. So I was a banker for 10 and a half years. The way you move, move people out of poverty is you assist them in gaining assets. So you help them save. You help them learn how to manage money. You help them figure out how to buy a home and what you need to do and manage credit. You can't do any of that mm. on $2,500. Yeah, right. And it's, it is a way to perpetuate poverty. There's no incentive there for, or no help to get people out of poverty. Mm. So that has to change. Other states have done it. We're one of the only states that has that very, it was set in the 70s. 
and it's got to change. Yeah, I hate that. We bring that up so often. It's like we're we're one of the last states to do this, or you know, we rank at the bottom of this. But part of the reason is because we haven't had people stepping up to run for these seats, mm -hmm. you know, and, and taking on these important issues. I had no idea about uh, that there was a, a bank limit on SNAP. And I, and I worry even just the people that uh, during the pandemic, if they got a stimulus check, if that affected their bank accounts, um, yeah. did that affect their their SNAP eligibility? Um, and there's so much people hurting just in general, you know, like because like obviously because of covid and because of loss of jobs and because there's lack of jobs like people can't uh right now it's it's difficult to to get a job in certain in certain areas you know we had a a food giveaway yesterday at luther george park and a bunch of people came to get food to get free food you know from these neighborhoods from these small neighborhoods in springdale behind emma avenue um and these are hardworking people you know that are just kind of going through a very difficult time right now and one thousand two hundred dollars is not enough to to live by for months especially right. when rent uh is due every every first of the month right yeah. which is really tough um so janae you're running for district 94 uh where can people find you on social media and where can people donate to to your campaign because yeah. donations are important <laughs> they are um so i've got a website www.janae so that's j-e-n-e for f-o-r arkansas spelled out dot com Okay. Um, you can find me on social media at, at Janae for Arkansas, and I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, reach out to me. So on my Facebook page, there or on my website, there's a link to donate, or you can go to Act Blue and search for me as well. And one of the things that we're asking candidates now is if just to end the show, if you want to go ahead and tell us why people that are listening right now should vote for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I would really appreciate your vote. Um, so you can start voting if you've applied for an absentee ballot. Um, those in Benton County were mailed out on Friday. Early voting starts October 19th. I'm sure you guys cover this every time you talk. Yeah. And then election day is November 3rd. I would appreciate your vote because it's going to take someone who is willing to read the legislation who's willing to talk to others and will really dig into what's best for the state of Arkansas. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. As Manny said, most states are ahead of us. There are great programs out there that are tried and true that we can really move the needle in the state of Arkansas without, as a Republican, say we just want to increase taxes. No, there are things that we can do where we don't even have to increase taxes. We just have to allocate the money more appropriately to mm -hmm. get a bigger bang for our buck. Well, thank you for being here today, and, uh, and hopefully we hear from you after November 3rd, and you let us know, and we'll find out yeah. that, that you won, you know? So yeah. thank, thank you for putting in the work. Thank you for bringing us those shirts, those campaign Absolutely. shirts as well. <laughs> um, and that's the end of the, epi the episode for this week. We'll be back next week. Uh, this was episode 64 of the District 3 Podcast. See you all next week. Thank you. Peace. Thank you.